and welcome back to Sushi's Sleepy Time Show, everybody's favorite hot mess of a podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and I'd like to start out by saying each E in the word Mercedes is pronounced differently. So, in today's episode, we are going to talk about politics and maybe maybe a special segment we'll see Uh, it's not really politics i promise i'm too stupid for that anyways let's get on with it dun 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 breaking news This is Greg from Sleepy Time News, everybody's favorite Sleepy Time News Network. And today, our news is so breaking that all my fingers are shattered. Anyways, today's breaking news is... Hey, you! This is my show, what are you doing here? What? What? Hey, 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 calm down, man. Oh! I am truly sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We had an interruption from a Mr. Ethan. You may know him as the host of Sushi Sleepy Time Show, which we hijack every now and then. But he is gone now. I've gotten rid of him. Don't ask me how, don't ask me when, don't ask me where. But he's gone. He has been defeated. And will not be returned. Wait a minute, how'd you get up? Ah, take that, nerd. Get off my show. Oh, oh, oh. Ah. <laughs> I got him. What is this? Some sort of mini segment? There's a script here. It says... Disclaimer. Ethan is not a professional political person. He instead is a professional idiot. What? I didn't do anything. It's okay. Do not take anything he says seriously. And with that, (laughs) welcome to the political segment. There's no more sleepy time news, to my knowledge, unless he's able to get up from that beating and fight we just had. Anyways, this is the political segment, and I know nothing about politics. So welcome to... A history of gas prices, because gas is what everybody talks about nowadays when politics are involved. At least from what I've heard. Yeah, I really don't know much. Anyways, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to... Wait, I already did the intro. 
a history of gas prices. As you must know, take everything with a grain of salt. Honestly, not even a full grain of salt. That's too high a standard for me. What's smaller than a grain of salt? Take it of like the size of a molecule and a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't even know what the size of a molecule and a grain of salt means. But anyways, we're talking about gas because because I didn't know what else to talk about. So, the year is 1785 and Britain has begun has began to use the first commercialized natural gas. They used natural gas produced from coal to light houses and streets. In 1816 in Baltimore, Maryland, this manufactured gas lights the streets officially marking the first city in the United States to light its streets with gas and pretty much to use gas commercially. It wasn't until 1892 with the invention of the automobile that gasoline was recognized as a valuable fuel. Pouring directly from the filling tank into a one-gallon or five-gallon can at a busy street corner was subject to distractions and spills at times, even when using a funnel. In 1890, gasoline sold in Chicago for four and a half cents per gallon, and in 1899, the price was up to seven cents per gallon. I'm gonna be honest, I definitely copy and pasted some stuff in here, and it's gonna be very noticeable. <sighs> I'm boring myself with this. <laughs> you know, anything to put the fans to sleep, even if it's not in a good way. fans most of you guys are my friends <laughs> by 1920 9 million vehicles powered by gasoline were on the road and service stations selling gasoline were opening around the country throughout the 1920s gas prices averaged 21 to 30 cents per gallon as the as the Great Depression deepened, demand fell, and competition for customers intensified. By 1930, prices were down to 20, 20 cents per gallon and would continue to fall for the next decade. In many areas, gas prices were less than 10 cents a gallon. The Great Depression ended in 1939, causing prices to go up once more. In the year 1940, the average retail price of gas was 18 cents. This is equivalent to $3.58 in 2022. 
World War II begins, and gas prices stay relatively the same, only going up to 19 cents. When the war when the war ended, prices began going up once more. In the year 1945, the average retail price of gas was 21 cents, which is three dollars and 29 cents in 2022. Throughout the 1950s, gas prices went to 27. Oh, oh no, 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 What is happening? Oh, no. Guys, we might be a little screwed here. Oh, no. Please don't be there. Please don't be there. Please don't be there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Guys, I'm so scared. You know how much research that was just down the drain if they disappeared? I'm scared. Okay, okay, it's still there. Throughout the 1950s, gas prices went to 27 cents, and by the end of the decade, dropped to 25 cents. Not much happened in this decade besides, uh, you know. The Korean War, the Montgomery bus boycott, Sputnik launching, oh, just minor events. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Those are some pretty big events. Oh, and also apparently the discovery of the DNA double helix, which I just learned. In 19, wait, what's happening? Hold on, guys. Something's going on. What is happening, guys? You, you still there? Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Is anybody hearing this? If so, this is Roger Mc... Mc... Marge! Marge, turn the kettle off! Marge? Marge? I'll do it myself. I cannot believe that woman. Anyways, as I was saying, this... This is Roger McGee, a professional redneck. I have come up with a contraption with a bunch of sciencey doodads and a fork and my toaster and my pet gecko George. Anyways, um, this contraption with the sciencey doodads, toaster, fork, and George, um. It allows me to patch in to whatever this is. Oh, you know what would be crazy? If this were my favorite podcast, Sushi Sleepy Time Show. I promise you, that would be amazing. But anyways, it interrupts everything. 
and it'll stop him right in his tracks. It interrupts any podcast available. So say he was recording right now. And I use my sciencey doodad George machine. I would have taken over. So this is a segment now since I'm interrupting podcasts. Today we're gonna teach you and by we I mean me and George. Me and George we're gonna teach you how to be a redneck. Anyways, redneck lesson number one. Whenever you go on possum hunting, make sure you always have a jar of peanut butter on you. A jar of peanut butter will attract said possum and will make it easier to trap. Lesson two, if you want to be a real redneck, never bath. But if you do take a bath, don't do it with the toaster. Feisty little fellas. We don't like them around here. That's why I'm using it for a sciencey doodad. Lesson number three. Whenever. Marge! What was lesson number three? What do you mean you don't know what lesson number three was? You're the one who made the list. <sighs> I guess I gotta go find the list. Oh, listy do, where are you? Where is the list? List, list, list. Hmm. Oh, there, that, there's my list. That, that is definitely my list. Lesson number three. Hold on. Marge. I'm sorry I yelled at you. Um, could you read this for me? Cause, you know, yeah, they don't, they don't need to know that yet. No, it's fine. Marge, please just whisper it in my ear. They don't need to know that I can't read. Okay, in lesson number three, always sauce your pasta. Anyways, this has been Laugh of a Redneck with me, Roger McGee. And tune back next time to hear the rest of the Redneck Laugh Tips. I am out my slumps, skunks, and bumps. See ya! gas it got so expensive and in 30 short years prices went up by a lot so anyways after that just amazing so so much content filled gas talk I will never be talking about gas again ever ever but anyways um if you don't know what gas no um 
uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so now that we're done with that, now just so entertaining content-filled segment that um, we're going lifestyle to chuck off another genre even though I normally do and the lifestyle today is not my lifestyle but the lifestyle that many of us know as Karens you, if you don't know what a Karen is you're either living or in a hole or you're a Karen anyways a Karen is most easily identifiable by an online description I found, I'm, I'm not making up, a middle-aged white woman with a bob haircut most of the time wearing sunglasses, which in most cases can be true, but anyone can be a Karen. Me, you, Gregory. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Gregory. Calling the manager, I can't believe you. But anyways, a Karen is one that likes to make life just so much more difficult than it needs to be like whether it be at your place of work or while you're walking your dog or driving your car a Karen can appear almost anywhere I am a minor so I work a part-time job in retail oh just the retail industry is full of Karens it's so fun and I have a story from just the other night which I'm still kind of upset about so there I was 15 minutes until I had to clock out I was ready I had just seen one of my friends at this place, um, let's call it Malwart, because that's a very anonymous name, and no one will guess where I work from there. So anyways, I'm relatively new to Malwart, but I knew a lot of things. Now, I still know a lot of things. So there I am, about to end my shift at Malwart. When I see this just lovely family walking, there were two kids and the parents. At least I'm hoping the parents. That was a joke. Um, anyways, I see them walking. I don't think much of them at first. I actually don't think of them at all. And then, then it happens. They come over to the section of Malwart where I was working. The uh, self-checkout machines. I'm supposed to stand there and watch and make sure no one is stealing. But if they are stealing, Malwart policies <laughs> say I can't really do anything about that. <laughs> I love my job. Um... So, her husband, we'll call him, I don't know their names actually, we'll call him Kevin. So Kevin comes up to me, he's like, 
and there you go to the, oh, he had it, okay, hold on, Kevin and his family, Kevin, Karen, Chad, and Brad, yep, um, so, the entire family of the Smiths, we'll say, because that seems like a common last name, Karen and Kevin Smith, uh, yep, they live right down the street from you, probably right next door to Gregory, Um, so Karen and Kevin and the wonderful family known as the Smiths, they, they just, they start doing self-checkout and one of the first items they scan is this nice Keurig coffee machine and immediately I hear and excuse me, sir. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I know that tone of voice. So I go over, and they say, this is supposed to be $14.92? I look at the display on the self-checkout machine. $80. The coffee machine cost $80. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yep. Kevin was like, yep, that's what it says on the price tag over there. So I'm like, oh, let me scan it and check in the system. So I do that, and I was like, nope, it comes up as $79.88 or $80. I'm like, well, that's not what the price tag says. I'm like, oh, well, the system says it's $80. And Kevin's like... Oh no, it says fourteen ninety-two. I'm like, uh, that's not what the system says. He's like, I can go show you. So I'm like, okay. Because, you know, I, <laughs> I was kind of bored just standing there. So he walks me over to where these Keurig display machines are. And I'm like, wow, it's $80 still. He says, it was right here. And there is indeed a price tag that says $14.92 for a completely different item. I said, sir, this is the price tag for a different item. If you look up three inches, there is the price tag for the $80 Keurig coffee machine you are wanting and he's like well it was right here and I'm like well it was right there and you can see the other machines right in the area where it says 79.88 and he's like well legally by law you have to I'm like that's what legally means he's like legally by law you have to sell it to us for $14.92 and I'm like I don't think I do (laughs) he's like well you labeled it wrong I was like okay and you know I didn't really want to deal with them I just wanted to clock out and go home so that's what I do I, I don't clock out I'm like, okay, but since you have to scan the serial number on it at this Malwart, 
um, I had to go, right? But I had Malware knowledge that they didn't. When changing a price for an item with a serial number that needs to be scanned, you have to have a supervisor code. And me, I just assumed they would give up once we got to that point. So I do the price override. I put in $14.99. And what do you know? It says, supervisor ID needed. So I'm like, oh, oh, shucks. Oh, man, I can't believe it. We need a supervisor to change the price of this $80 Keurig coffee machine. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, can you call over a supervisor? I'm like, dang it. <laughs> yes, yes, I can, ma'am. So I go over to the guy standing at the door because the people at Malwart have a radio. I'm like, hey, can you get, like, a a team lead or a manager over here uh these people say i did something wrong and i need one of the managers to talk some sense into them so he does that we wait like five minutes for one to get over they show up and Karen begins explaining the situation and I'm like okay Karen you do that and you know apparently I wasn't the only one who didn't want to deal with them that day because wouldn't you know it oh the supervisor came back he was like okay let's do this I'm like no I have five minutes before I can clock out no so I'm like okay I'll stay till the end of the purchase you know easy enough so I do what I'm doing I, I gotta put the price on right again and this time we actually have a supervisor there ready to just change the price of an $80 coffee machine to $14.92 so they have two carts with them both of them filled they take 20 minutes to scan and I cannot leave as my supervisor told me wait till they finish their purchase just to make sure it works and what do you know it does not work Because the lady scanned it for $79.88 first, it added a second copy machine after that $14.92. And because it had a serial number, I couldn't remove it unless I emptied the whole cart and restarted the transaction. By this point, the supervisor had already left. Karen is like, why can't you remove it? I'm like, I don't know why I can't remove it. 
it says associate needed so i'm like okay and i type in my code and such and i try removing it and it's like please wait for associate assistance i'm like oh what am i then because lo and behold by malwart terms i am indeed an associate oh this audio is going to be really shaky because i keep shaking my mic but anyways i am indeed an associate so what do i do i wait 15 minutes for another supervisor to see what to do while we wait karen oh karen she keeps trying the same thing that i was doing over and over and over and keeps calling me back to see if it'll work this time for the next 15 minutes she does it a total of 20 times she's like ethan get back here because i have my name tag on so she knows my name you know if customers had names name tags i'd be even better because then i wouldn't have to call her karen (laughs) or ma'am ma'am is too respectful for her she doesn't deserve it (laughs) so she keeps doing it i'm like and kevin too he's like dude he's like baby he's like baby you've tried this like too many times already what difference is it gonna make hasn't worked he did it and he works here he knows better than you i'm like yes i do (laughs) i didn't say that out loud but uh, 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 so anyways 15 minutes go by and we have a new supervisor here i'm like hey uh supervisor man what do i do he's like clear the cart i was like no he's like yeah and they're like no and i'm like yeah it was really funny and felt really good when i hit the button to clear their cart and then karen tries doing what i get paid to do (laughs) she's like about to scan the coffee machine for $80 again (laughs) no I step in front of her and grab her child's musty Cheetos and I scan those first he's like hey I'm like here take it (laughs) and then I go into assistance mode where associates go to do the price override so I do the price override and the supervisor doesn't know how to do self checkout apparently and he asked me hey what are you doing and I'm just trying to explain it to him and Karen butting into our conversations he's like leave him alone he knows how to do his job best I'm like thank you but I'm also like, uh, he was just asking a question. So I just say anything. Don't say anything. And he doesn't say anything because customer policy is so great. Mm, I love customers. So we go through the whole process. I explain to the supervisor what to do. 
because he didn't know what to do. And I remembered what the last supervisor did, so I just showed him that. You know, we we do all of that, and then we we get it for fourteen dollars and ninety two cents, an eighty dollar coffee machine for as little as fourteen dollars and ninety two cents. That's essentially fifteen dollars if you didn't know how to round up very slightly so after that the supervisor leaves because he thinks his work there is done so I wait another 20 minutes another 20 minutes and then Karen oh Karen she pulls out a food stamp card to try and pay for her $80 coffee machine that I so graciously gave to her for $15 or $14.92 I'm like Karen this isn't working and then since our machines at Malwart are really old they it freezes up she's like Ethan I'm really losing my patience I'm like Karen so am I you've kept me here half an hour after I was supposed to clock out and she's like I want another manager can you tell the person by the door to go call another manager and I said here I'll do you one better I'll go find a manager myself and I walk away and I go to customer service and I say, hey, somebody needs to cover self-checkout. I have an angry lady there, and, and I was supposed to clock out half an hour ago. She's been there for an hour, and she's trying to pay for an $80 Keurig coffee machine that I gave to her for $14.92 with a food stamp card and I clock out and because I have to walk past self-checkout where Karen and Kevin and their just wonderful family of the Smiths are standing and they don't know I've left yet so I clock out I have to get that way to leave Malwart so I take off my Malwart polo and take down my just luscious hair even though it's so greasy at this point and I put my shirt in my pocket and no one can see it and I'm making it narrowly escaping by the door and then my just wonderful co-worker sees me and he sees and he gets a devious smile he looks at me and says loud enough for the smiths to hear he says have a good night Ethan I'm like no he's like yes I'm like no he's like yes and then I turn and I see Karen glaring at me and what do I do I smile and wave goodbye and walk out of Malwart, never to return.
that was the most satisfying ending I could have gotten to that night if it had ended half an hour before if she had just listened to me when I said go to services if you want the price lower the first time it could have been over an hour before an hour not half an hour I said half an hour but an hour before it could have been over I could have been home and I could have eaten food and I wouldn't have had this traumatic story without it I also wouldn't have had 21 minutes of content of glorious pure energy of content for my podcast I'll be right back I need to mentally recover after retelling that story it's very traumatic just recorded a whole seven minutes of audio for the future plans and what's coming up and the app crashed and it couldn't recover the audio so I well, after that, I, uh, a rock was thrown through my window with a letter from a Mr. McGee, if I read it correctly. It looked like a three-year-old wrote it, a cat scratched it, and ate it, and puked it up, and scratched it again. And that's what the handwriting of one Mr. Roger McGee looked like. And it looks like Marge isn't too great at spelling either because he definitely got her help. Anyways, he said, and I quote on this letter. Here, I'll I'll read it in his voice to make it more immersive. Immersion. (laughs) Well, hello there. Mr. Ethan from Sushi Sleepy Time Show. You might have realized that on November 21st, 2022, while you were doing your very, very interesting talk about gasoline, that your audio was taken over, which I said, no, I actually didn't realize Anyways, that was me and my pet gecko. Was it a gecko? I don't remember. My pet gecko. We took over your your podcast thingamadoo with our doodad toaster. Just remember, don't take a bath with those things. They hurt. But we took over. And we have decided to grant you some time for your podcast that I now own. Say goodbye to Sleepy Time Productions, good man. I own you now. So, 
you know, that was, that was a little ominous. You know, I don't really get what he's saying, but I think what he was trying to say, if I can, you know, dumb it down, is that, um, he took over my podcast with a toaster machine that he made, and him and his gecko want think that they own me now, you know, but, you know, uh, you never know, that was a very, very cryptic message, and that was just a hunch about what it, one of the things it could have meant, he could have just told me that, um, the butter got spilt by Jemima the cow, which, you know, wouldn't surprise me, rednecks, rednecks say a lot of things, but anyways, I wanted to also address the fact that I said minor in my Karen talk video or segment when I indeed meant to say big big man because there are no minors on this show unless you play Minecraft. There are no minors, only big, big men, the biggest of men. They make the rock look like the pebble. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One second. <laughs> the pebble. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. So funny, guys. Um, anyways, um, as I was saying, uh, Pebble, only big men allowed here. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I forgot to tell you guys, the YouTube channel is up. We have a singular video from the Santa Cruz show, my personal favorite episode. It's only 10 minutes, but you know, that's that's not bad for the first video. Besides the shorts, which have gotten an outrageous amount of support. So thank you. I think I've gotten better at talking, realizing this episode, or at least tonight, has been really easy. So I've actually missed a lot. Um, like, Thanksgiving, you know, I know. Not everyone who listens is American, and I love you, you, those of you who aren't the Americans, y'all are, eh, <laughs> I'm joking, um, but anyways, the YouTube channel, go subscribe, Sushi Sleepy Time Show on the YouTube app or YouTube.com, we have funny jokes, I promise, they're not awful, we have story time content, vlogs in the future as i have just purchased a camera and worst most of all we have our favorite hot mess of a podcast but on a hot mess of a youtube channel so what i want you to do right now is if you're on your phone and you have the youtube app hit the home button click the youtube app Search up Sushi's Sleepy Time Show and subscribe. Also follow the podcast on all podcast platforms except Apple. Because I don't have Apple yet. But 
anyways go subscribe and follow the podcast and leave a five star rating please 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 um and i also realized that this is the last podcast episode of 2022 which has been a great year for this podcast it's also been the only year of this podcast but nonetheless it has been the best year for this podcast so far there is so much more to come and so many better things that will become from this podcast um in case i miss it merry christmas which i'm probably going to because this is the last podcast episode of 2022 which is kind of scary i'm not really ready for 2023 but new year's day i'm hoping to have a best of 2022 episode out which is a montage of each and every episode in the best parts of it and not the worst parts because no one likes the worst parts but the best parts in my opinion i could get feedback from some of you but i really don't want to so i can get it done and um oh one more thing so if you're on spotify you know there is a question that says what did you think of this episode instead of giving me your feedback on this episode because i already know you're all gonna love it it's gonna be the best thing to ever have been chewed on by your ears you know just the ear chewing of the sounds and noises that i make with my mouth and the music i put in yeah instead of rating the episode that is so just amazing and probably the best thing you will ever here um i want you to put in questions you have about love because that sounds like a fun topic to talk about make it a simple question like what is love that'll get a complicated answer because i like to make things long-winded just for you guys and for the content but mainly for you guys make it as complicated as how do i win my ex-wife karen back after she took the dog and half of my money after i punched her in the toe with a brick to that i I get as specific as you want please or if you don't have spotify and you know me in real life text me your questions if you would like you can stay anonymous if not you don't have to stay anonymous and i will shout you out except not really because i'm not about that life my mans but please put in your questions and i will put in the answers it will be I hope you have a good sleepy time. The best. Oh, I forgot Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, whatever other holidays you guys celebrate, celebrate them to the best of your ability. If you don't celebrate anything, that's fine too. Just have a good month. It's a time to be happy a time to spread cheer and i love you all and now with that actually this time hold on let me make sure i didn't forget anything doesn't look like it actually this time i don't know why i said it doesn't look like it i I wasn't looking at anything i was just thinking in my mind but with that 
have an amazing sleepy time. The best sleepy time you could get. And I love you all, and I will see you on the next one in the brand new year of 2023. Have a good sleepy time. Adios.